What's going on, guys? Welcome back to No Reserves Radio. I'm your host, Ren. With me, as always, Angelo and Austin. Austin's back this week. I think Angelo's here. Um, I don't know why we would start recording if he's not. So, would you would you like to say something, Angelo? Yeah. Okay. So, there's this thing Angelo does, and we call it pulling an Angelo, where he just up and leaves without saying anything, even if he's, like, implying that we're about to start, and then he just disappears, and that's kind of what happened here. Um, so, this is our Thanksgiving episode, sort of, because we're recording it the day after Thanksgiving. How was Thanksgiving? I'm full. Bad. Bad? Yeah. Why was it bad? bad. Hmm? Why was yours bad? Uh, because we went to, uh, my girlfriend's family and they just fought the whole time. I was like, ah. Turkey was dry. I don't know. I don't know how my stepmom makes it, but I don't know. It just seems drier than when I than when I make it. And Alexis does the same thing, so I don't know. And <laughs> you know, it could just be so it just didn't live up to expectation. Yeah, pretty much. It could just be poultry's. There's there's just something about like intentionally overcooking the turkey. Using stovetop stuffing and instant mashed potatoes that just ruins it. No, you're you're bougie. You you need made from scratch. Yes, yes, I do. I make I make all that stuff from scratch. See Man. the stuffing I get. Like I like the stovetop stuffing. Other than yeah. that, gross. Doing... So I've had four Thanksgivings. Yeah. Why we'll <laughs> be having four? Also kind of so gross. Tomorrow we're cooking all of like the Thanksgiving staples tomorrow just for us too so that'll be fun uh are you gonna be cooking it from scratch or are you using stovetop stuffing this time we're doing the stuffing next year we're gonna do Gross. everything from hand mm, that's that's the way to do it honestly we'll be doing that from hand we'll be doing like bread mm. rolls from hand we'll be doing a lot more like homemade stuff good you gotta understand like lately angelo's been talking about like cooking videos he's been watching and like making the recipes from it so Angelo's about to get real snobby about food not really like you but but serious I've always been like that with the stuffing though be be serious with me stovetop stuffing is really not that much worse than homemade to you have you ever had homemade stuffing yes of course I've had homemade yeah somehow I don't believe that I had it when I was a kid and then when things happened we could only afford stovetop, so it just kind of has become the Thanksgiving and, stuffing to me. And it's one of those things that it's it's the stuffing. Like that's not what you're there to fill up on. It's just an extra. I disagree. Stop it. Yeah, I don't. I, hard I disagree. disagree. <laughs> hard disagree on that one. We're there. You're if there for the stuffing. The, tell me you actually haven't had homemade stuffing without telling me you haven't had. Like really? So you're telling me. You're there to eat seasoned breadcrumbs. That is what. Yes. That that's what yeah. does Thanksgiving for you. Are you serious? I don't do turkey. Yeah, yeah dead. Yeah. I mean, I don't I've do never turkey had either. Like good cooked turkey. I mean, I've had good cooked turkey, I... but the conversation we've been having recently in our arguments is I I don't like birds. Um. But no ham. You you get the ham. <laughs> Why would you? Why would you yeah, do ham on Thanksgiving? Green yeah, bean casserole. Um, homemade mac and cheese. Yeah, uh, 
What else? What else? What else? Mashed potatoes from the potato, not from the yep. bag. Yeah. Th- thank you. Thank no, that you. that's fair because it's it's a completely different texture. <laughs> It is stuffing is breadcrumbs, my guy. That's the point. This guy. Like, there's a difference between dehydrated potato flakes being like being a potato necromancer and bringing these things back from the dead and breadcrumbs (laughs) that are seasoned, whether it's from the box or you're crusting your own bread is the same thing. It's bread that is seasoned. That is what stuffing is. This guy. Friends just don't understand. Yeah. Cranberry sauce. Poor food, you, you, you guys. poor food choices. Y'all y'all like cranberry sauce? No. Yes. Well sauce, no. I do the the, the like dice the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah. Uh how do you guys so Austin, you've said you never liked turkey or had a good turkey. Mm-hmm. How do you like your turkey, Angelo? Smoked, deep fried, just traditional oven roasted? Oven roasted for sure. See, I like deep fried. I've heard fried. deep fried is really good. Yeah, it's I've never good, tried it. But it's so dangerous, it's not worth it. Really? But it, it, it is really good. Like, it, it's the most American way to celebrate American holidays. Yeah. Just. Just stick a whole like fifteen pound, twenty pound bird thing. in the deep fryer. Don't get in the peanut. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's an experience. Do it once, just once. You'll almost die like four times. It's fine. So, so Austin, um, kind of witnessed it. Me and Alex were talking about the football games because obviously, yeah, um, Thanksgiving has a specific slate of football games and, yeah. um. Dolly Parton did the Cowboys game halftime show, mm-hmm. and Alex said something along the lines of, you Americans and your damn pageantry. Like, who comes to a football game and says, yeah, I want to listen to Dolly Parton? Okay, okay, Why? But it's it's Dolly Parton. <laughs> she is a national treasure. Bro. I mean, she was. She, you can't there. convince me she sung those songs. I'm sorry. It, it, I mean, it does. So. She didn't. Not, there's like, yeah, there's no way. None of, but none the of Macy's, them do. The Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade was terrible last yesterday. Yeah, go I, I heard. I didn't watch it. Not, re- I mean, yeah, it did, but like it was so poorly lip synced that I I stopped watching. I mean, that's how they all are, though, because they have to be because it's no I being broadcast. You can't through. make it obvious, though. It was really obvious. Like, oh no, there's really? there's some people that are really good at pretending to sing when they're not, but yeah. But regardless, Do- Dolly Parton is a national treasure. Yeah. The woman would be a billionaire if she did not give so much money to charity. Yeah, we were talking about that at Thanksgiving. Like, but... Yeah, it, it's it, no, you tell Alex to leave Dolly alone. <laughs> Austin, um, did you enjoy watching the Cowboys decimate the Commanders? Yeah. Okay. Saw NFL history made. I will say yeah. the the video Cameron posted in the group chat yesterday from uh, a Cowboys game a long time ago with what is it Creed singing "Arms Wide Open" and the bald mm-hmm. guy flying around whatever the Cowboys stadium uh-huh. is called. Yeah, that was probably the greatest 
minute of a sporting event I've ever watched. <laughs> I I don't need to watch sports anymore. The podcast's over. See you guys later. Okay. Um, let's get into now. why does <laughs> I, I was about to ask why doesn't basketball have like a halftime show? They do. Have you never? No, been I mean before? like I mean like a sung halftime show. I mean, I'm like sure it's finals. happened. I'm sure it's happened. I mean, hockey does sometimes, but halftime in basketball is significantly shorter than other sports. That, and I think it's also that there's multiple games. Like, like Super Bowl is one. So, like, one game, yeah. Everyone's going to watch it. If you miss one game of the finals, especially the early, you're not like missing a bunch. Hmm. Yeah. So, I guess in that regards, is the Super Bowl. And it's hard to plan. Like, how do you line up? Oh, I need people for games five, six, and seven, but you may not actually get to perform. Yeah. Stop it. What? Uh, I'll go tinfoil hat theory. The, the no, there there will not be an NBA Finals that ends in four from here on out. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. Um, the only you time that would happen is if there was like some team that was like the Heat literally no. unbeatable no no like i don't if, even think oh unbeatable I yeah like like, like if, the warriors yeah like no the warriors. no like if no. there was a team that went like 82 and 0 oh okay, and then, okay like they went 16 and 0 like a team that was literally unbeatable for whatever reason like mm-hmm. let's say luka Giannis, and Jokic team up like sure mm-hmm. like that i could see but like in the era of parody no i i and the fact that it would be a lot harder to sell it as, you know, a gentleman's sweep if that team was that good. But, mm-hmm. like, with the NBA now, with the Scott Fosters of the world, <laughs> which we'll get into Scott Foster in a moment. Um, So, actual basketball news. Let's talk about it. Do we want to talk about Chris Paul or Josh Giddy first? Oof. I feel like yeah. Brought up Foster. Let's just go with that. So, yeah. If you've been living under a rock, um, Warriors game two nights ago, three nights ago, three nights ago. Something. It'll be like a week ago by the time this episode comes out. Yep. Uh, Chris Paul got into a bit of a argument with the extender, Scott Foster. Ended the up extender. Hitting... That that's his nickname. The if he is brought into a playoff game and the series is 3-0, you know that's going 3-1. So, middle of the game, Foster tees up Paul. Paul. Yeah. He, he takes offense to it and starts arguing. He gets a second technical and is ejected. So, if you know the history of these two, like, there is something beyond closed doors um, because of Chris Paul's 20 playoff games that Foster has officiated in 15 of those 20 his team was the heavy favorite to win he's only won three of them now I'm the biggest Chris Paul hater there is but I think Scott Foster might take that title from me so after the game, obviously Chris Paul was asked about it during the press conference. 
he basically implied that there's history going back years. It's something to do with Chris Paul's son. He's had meetings with the commissioner, uh, his dad, Foster, some dude that's over officiating. And it's related to Chris Paul's son. Now, the problem is, is if this goes back that far, Chris Paul's son is not that old. So what did this kid do to this man to make him attack CP3 on a nightly basis like this? And do you buy that? Do you think that it's that, or do you just think Chris Paul's kind of a whiny baby and argues a lot? I mean, I buy it because it was kind of... I think calling it back-to-back like that was kind of ticky-tack, honestly. So, but here's here's the thing, is if... Y- y- you're a ref, okay? If Draymond Green commits a foul, you call him on it, and he starts getting in your face yapping, you know what his history is. That's Chris Paul. Chris Paul likes to whine he was the flopper of the year for many years now he's too old to flop but now he's too old to flop he argues with officiating more than probably any player in nba history that i've seen at least so if you are a veteran ref are you not just going to say okay this is how this guy is i I don't want to deal with this tonight you're gone essentially because, like, is that right? Probably not. But I, I can understand why a ref would do that. So it's kind of like a both sides thing, which I, I guess I shouldn't be doing. But here we are. I, I just think it's tick tack. That's just me. I don't know. If it was anyone else, I'd have more of a problem with it. But again, <laughs> it's Chris Paul. Like, bye. Card. See ya. Card-carrying yeah. member. Card-carrying member. I'm... On the board of the Chris Paul hating club. Um, so, Giddy. Let's talk about Josh. Josh Kitty. From the land down under age. Oh. Going after... Uh, okay. Allegations. They are allegations... Nothing is confirmed yet. He was, as we're recording, actually, a a video just came out where they asked him about it. He ignored them. And then they said, did you understand the question? He responded with, yeah, I understood the question. I'm not commenting on it at this time. So Josh Giddy is currently being accused of having relations with a underage woman. Uh, I don't know. Considering how the league handles these sorts of things, like, we'll probably hear about it this week, and then no matter what, it'll be swept under the... Well, I don't know, because Josh Primo... They take this more seriously, I guess, than domestic situations, but... (laughs) He is only... so. If she oh, is 17, right. if she is 17 and he is 21, it's not a good look. 
at all. And I, I'm not defending that. I'm not saying it's a good idea, anything like that. But under most states, that would fall under like a Romeo and Juliet law. It's still inappropriate. And he, as a professional basketball player, should not be pursuing a relationship with someone in high school. If it was someone that they were dating in high school and she was a couple years younger than him, sure. This is just a random person. Um, but I think we need to apologize to Zion Williamson. This is, this is the Mariah Mills victory lap. This is the young players chasing way older women. Like, this is why they do it. There is no what backlash to that. Are you not following? What do you mean there's no backlash to it? No, no, no. I mean, there's no, like, legal backlash to it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mariah Mills is a little crazy. I'm not... I'm not saying that. I'm saying, like, in terms of, like, does Zion have to go on and say no comment to a relationship with Mariah Mills? No, because Mariah Mills is older than him. Um, Mm. But, yeah, so from through a lens, if she is 17, he's 21. Is that that bad? If they went to school together, probably not, but they didn't. And he's a professional athlete that could probably get any woman that he wants. And he's that's going for high school girls. Get, that's the thing that gets me. That's, yeah, that's, that's the wrong part. To yeah. Me. Like, that's the thing is she's in high school. He didn't know her before this. So. It, it's sketchy. It's I mean, sketchy. Even that. I mean, even then. Even then. I don't, know. I don't think it would happen. What do you mean? If they knew each other from high school, I I I don't think she'd still be a minor in like ninety nine point nine percent of cases. I don't know, cause like, yeah, cause like a senior in high school dating a freshman is kind of weird. You're yeah. right. It, it's still weird. Like it's not, it's not like he's like thirty five years old dating a sixteen year old. Like that's just disgusting but it's still morally wrong that he is 21 dating a 17 year old yeah no 100% but it's not as bad as it could be I don't know like I, I was not, not, it's not as bad as like a 35 year old dating a 16 year old can can we at least agree that they are only four years apart Yeah, that's not like through the lens of he's a professional athlete on a world stage, it's kind of gross. But it's not as weird as if it was like LeBron James is dating a high schooler. Like, that'd be weirder. It's still weird. I'm not saying it's not weird. I'm just saying it's less weird than it could be. Because really he is only. on like a spectrum. Like, y- you don't need to. It's, it's, it's just. Well, it just, I, I'm it, just visually, it, if true, visually it looks wrong. It no, feels visually wrong. it's terrible. Visually yeah. it's terrible from the NBA. So, so I don't care if LeBron James or whatever age you want to put on. Like, that doesn't matter, bro. That doesn't matter because and, they're not. And also, <laughs> he is to play devil's advocate for the final time. He was 20 like a month ago, so he was younger. I'm just saying. It could be worse looking. It's still bad looking. It could be worse looking. I'm not resting on that. I'm sorry. 
Like, like, okay. There's gotta be, there's gotta be people who train these athletes because this is, this is a terrible look. You're a multi-millionaire. Yeah, you have Bro. generational wealth. Yes. Like, yeah, no, I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying, like, it could have been worse. I don't even, I don't even feel comfy saying it could. I don't care. It's the, t- <laughs> it's the principle. Yes. I mean, I, I don't disagree. I'm just saying. Why? Why do you have to just say? Just say it's wrong and move on. What, why do you have to play devil's advocate for the man? He's getting mad because I brought LeBron into the n- argument. <laughs> and that's the reason he like doesn't want to like put that evil out there. Because like if that were to come out about LeBron, Angela would be like ruined. He would just like depression immediately. <laughs> that said, we'll see how it plays out. Um, there's nothing concrete yet. I've seen, I've seen, I've seen posts on her Instagram where she was saying she was 21. So maybe she's lying about her age. I don't know. We don't know yet. Even if That's, she's lying, the onus is not on her. The onus is uh, on her. And, and she looks like 15. Like <laughs> she does not look like she's an adult. So, so once again, we'll see how it plays out. We will revisit. The NBA needs to invest in, needs to invest or the Oklahoma in, or in whatever in, in like training these, these, in, in these people. Yeah. Like a handler, a mentor. Like, yeah. Okay. Let's move on from Josh Giddy. I, I feel like we're going to be talking about this one for a bit though. Like as more comes out. Um, I'm surprised you didn't compare it to Joss since you wanted to put it on a spectrum so bad. The Joss, I mean, it's it's up there. It's up there. But so here's the thing. <laughs> here's why I'm saying nothing's gonna come of this. Do you want to know why? Why? I'm gonna give you a a random clue, and I'm gonna see how quickly it takes you to figure it out. First clue: Utah Jazz. Carl Malone. Carl Malone. Carl Malone judged the dunk contest this year. Hmm. I'm I'm just saying, like I don't I think we're gonna be talking about this for a while, but I don't think anything's gonna come of it. I don't know. Whether man. he's in the right or the wrong. I really don't know, man. Um, let's get into the actual point of the episode, and this is not, this is not going to be, last year was jaw, this isn't going to be the, the giddy season. This isn't the giddy season. If you say so. I, I hope not. So, what we're going to be doing tonight is we are buying and selling on NBA Takes. We're going to do it simply because these two can't comprehend conceptual thinking. So we're just doing it. I mean, like I said, if you want to if you want to no, no, have no. a degree in and mastery of the English language and you want to word every question precisely the way you want to word it, go for it. I'm not going to. No, 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 we're just we're just going to do it simply. We're just going to do it simply. So first up, Angelo's pick for most improved player was Cade Cunningham. Yeah. Correct. 
Okay, no, so the the Detroit Pistons have out of the gate had the easiest strength of schedule to start the season. Uh, they also have the worst record. They're sitting at two and two and thirteen. Yeah, two and thirteen. Pretty rough. Led by Cade Cunningham. Uh-huh. 21.4 points per game. He's leading the league in turnovers at five turnovers a game. His assist to turnover ratio is 1.5. You've still got him slotted to win most improved? Yeah. Sure. Your most improved player is a point guard who has a 1.5 assist to turnover ratio. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't say it's not a rough start, but yeah. Okay. I'll stick to my guns. Um, Outside of that, well, let's, let's let's talk about it. Do you guys, are you buying stock in the worst team in the NBA? Or are you selling because that's how we're doing this? No one's going to start? One of you starting. I was, I'm assuming we're talking about the Pistons. You never said, like, the Pistons. I thought yes, you I were did. just making fun of Angela yeah. first. No, Ren no, doesn't I, have the proper mastery no. of the English language to no, I get said, this down, he, but he can get the... Anyway. No, I said Cade Cunningham leading the Pistons, who have a easiest strength of schedule. Right. Yeah. Right, right. I got you. Yeah. You didn't say we were starting with the Pistons. Do you see how the hard... Oh. We're starting with the Pistons. Um, That's why I asked, are you buying as far as the... the- as far as the Pistons go, I'm selling them. It's I'm selling, yeah, whatever yeah. I have. Yeah. So, yeah. It's pretty rough out there. But I think... There's ahead. nothing worse. How can you... Like, there's nothing... There, There is no... This is the bottom. See, this is... This is why I... <laughs> this is why I was trying to understand about, like, if we're just this, buying... This is why... So, so once again, <laughs> this is why I don't think you properly understood what my whole thing was so i think it's just easier if we just go with your way because you understand it and you're the one you know at posing the questions so just do your way this is fine i'm just saying no it's not fine i'm just saying if they are the worst team it's definitely not fine if they are the worst team i think you just unplugged your headset because the audio quality changed if they are the worst team how can you sell like hold totally get this guy totally get but how so, can you sell? so there why is don't we no just do it your way. That, that's what i've been saying that's why i said just do it your way because you're the host you run you are the host of no reserves podcast but, at least the basketball edition so do it your way this is burger king i am telling you to have it your way no, so do it not- your way stop complaining about it and just say, oh, yeah, I'm, we're going to do it your way. No, I'm, you're the one posing the damn questions, Ren. Do it your way. I miss this. I apologize to anyone listening for their ears because Angelo does not know how to not no. scream into a mic. Damn straight. Um, no, I'm just, I'm totally fine doing it this way. I'm just no, legitimately posing the question. Austin, no, I, do you believe what he just said was true? I just want to no. know. I just want to know. How there can be value below them. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I'm fine doing it your way, but I will question your way every step. I just... Yeah, exactly! Like, <laughs> No, no, but what I'm saying is if your way is so intuitive and you don't need this degree... It's and... not intuitive! It's simple! That was the point! And you're making... <laughs> just then tell do it me. Way. Just do it your way! Just do it your way! 
We're doing if, it your if, way from now on. No, 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 listen, no. No, listen, if it's simple, tell me how you can sell for a lower value than the bottom. That's all I want to know. What is, is it a G League team? Is that what's worse? What is worse than this? You take the L and move on. Oh my god, you guys never answer. Um, So I'm holding. I'm holding. Um, I do think this team does have... (laughs) I do think this team has some upside. I think if Cade ever stopped... No, 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 no. You're not letting me finish. I think this team does have some upside. Is that this season? Probably not. Um, Jaden Ivey has seemingly forgot how to play basketball. Killian Hayes is still a joke of a basketball player. Um, Jalen Duran's nice. Alec Burke's nice. Marvin Bagley, eh. The biggest surprise for me has been Osar Thompson. He's kind of climbing that rookie ladder. Granted, mostly he just gets rebounds, but that's easy to do when your point guard is chucking shots like it's 2K. Um... But 11 points per game, three re- or 10 rebounds per game, three assists at a big position, one steal, one and a half blocks, only 2.4 turnovers. He's young. Defense is one of the hardest things to learn, but that should also come with time. Granted, I'm saying that he averages over a block and over a steal a game. I do think there is potential in this team. Do I think it's this year? No, probably not. I think there are another piece or two away but i think mostly it's developmental time kate has missed a lot of play time um jade and ivy just needs so to there's just... your argument for your for selling it i do think there's potential in this team is it this year no you're selling H- how is that hard what is hard about that ren please explain to me anyway james wiseman Back. Again, another player that seemingly forgot how to play basketball. Um, yeah, I, I do like this team at its core. I just think Cade Cunningham is a bit too lackadaisical with the ball. Again, he's leading the league in turnovers. So I'm selling there. We'll say buying and selling, and I'm picking up the Shanghai Sharks, I guess. You're not picking up anything. You're but just there has to be a lower value. There has to be a lower value. Number six. Well, number six A. I why am I numbering them? They can't see my numbers. Um Clippers and the Warriors both struggle out of the gate. I need to pull them up because I did not have them next. So we'll start with the Warriors. So Warriors are currently seven and nine. Do you buy or sell? Do you think that we have seen the end of the dynasty, or do you think they're going to write in the ship? I'm buying because the Warriors can't get any lower. (laughs) Do you actually have a... Ren, what website are you looking at for this? Ah, for what? (laughs) Like... I thought we were starting from the bottom, and you just went from like, oh, the very bottom team to. Like, no, Austin. No, the list I sent in the chat. You never sent the list. Yes, yes he I did. did. Yes, he did. God, so bad. <laughs> no reserves. We are always prepared. 
This guy. That's all you, we're you cannot on. even blame me for that one, Angelo. That's all I, we're by Celtron. That's dumb. I, I can't. <laughs> you guys were supposed to bring something to the table and you didn't, so I thought we were doing buy sell thirty teams. What? No, we're no? doing I mean we can. Uh, we can keep going. Like this oh. is just what I came up with because it's no, that's fine. That's fine. That makes oh, sense. No. It, it makes sense now. You understand? The way it was not simple, but yes. Oh god. So are you buying or selling on the Warriors? I'm buying uh, the Warriors. Yeah. They're gonna go up. They'll figure it out. Yes, they'll figure it out. They'll be fine. They'll be in the playoffs. I mean, I think they'll be in the playoffs for sure, but... I mean, I'm buying because they're definitely better than what they're showing just because they have Wardell, Stephen Curry. Um, There's a lot of old pieces around them. Granted, he's not exactly young himself, but... I've liked what I've seen from Andrew Wiggins since he's been on the Warriors. It continues this year. Obviously, there's been slumping from Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. But there's a nice core there. Moses Moody's nice. Um, Kaminga's nice. Dario Saric is nice. I do Someone... think, because of how hard the West is, I do think there is a solid argument to say that they might be only be a playing team, though. Hmm. I think there's. I'm trying to yeah. like in my head do a quick. Well, it would have it would have to involve uh people on our list, but it depends on how you feel about the Timberwolves, Thunder, Nuggets, Mavericks, Suns, Kings, Lakers, Pelicans, Clippers, and the Rockets will be later, but depending on how you yeah. feel about them. That's true. I, and if the Grizzlies will stay as low as they are, because three and eleven is not the Grizzlies. But. Yeah, that's once Jaw's back. Like, obviously, not the biggest fan of Jaw, but he's a so, game changer. So I think for there them. is a solid argument to be made that the Warriors are a play-in team, that's just fair. based on the strength of the West. But, but there's also an argument <laughs> that they're a lock for the playoffs because they've got Wardell, Stephen Curry, who is still one of the best players in the world. Um, it's just a matter of whether or not those supporting pieces support him, and obviously, knocking like knock on wood, Steph stays healthy this season. Um, I think the big question mark for me is going to be Chris Paul, because him being there has changed their offense. It because works. It, it works so well because when Steph is on the floor, they're out and running and that kind of high-paced Warriors offense we're so used to, but then Chris Paul comes so, in and he's old and he slows it down, and it's like it's really hard for teams to get a gauge on them because they can change pace at any moment. Okay, so then you explain to me why, because you've watched more games, why are the Warriors 2-8 and eight in their last 10 struggling right now? Uh, Staff's missed some time. Okay. Um there's just been some chemistry issues from what I've seen. I haven't caught a ton of the Warriors games. Yes, sir. But just from what I've seen, it's a lot of pieces. Like, if you were to look at their, like, roster sheet and who's played and what lineups are, it's kind of all over the place right now. They're still just trying to figure out what works and what doesn't because, obviously, you have another 
elite point guard in the mix and someone that's going to run an offense a little bit differently. And I think that there's a bit of an adjustment period they're going through. I think they'll be fine. So I'm definitely buying. Um, we'll talk about another of their players a little later in the list. But I I do think that a lot of it has to do with the fact that certain players in their lineup, Clay and Draymond specifically, they're getting older and they haven't really adjusted to playing as an older player because they're not as athletic or whatever you want to call it as they were when they were you know, 30 points in a quarter or whatever, the insanity that was Clay. Oh, yeah. Hold on. I'm pulling up something on the fly. Okay. <laughs> also, I just kind of love the fit of Gary Payton next to Chris Paul. It's really just nice. Okay, so they kind of are, in a sense, transitioning. Granted, it's early in the season, but... Draymond averaged 31 minutes per game last year. He's at 22.2 right now. Let's check out Clay Thompson. Clay's at 29 this season. What was he last year? I don't know. (laughs) I don't have that pulled up. He was at... That's totals. That's not per game. He was at 33 minutes. Per game last year. So yes, they are at least visually attempting to adjust to an older lineup by giving, you know, last minutes. Play, yeah, last minutes. Yep. So it I think they'll be fine. I I'm less concerned about them than I am the next team on our list. Yeah, I'm the reverse. Really? Yep. Well let's go ahead and move into that. So the Clippers also off to a slow start, six and seven. They're fourth in the Pacific, the Pacific Division. Um, so go ahead and start. Why are you Why are you buying the Clippers? If you are, I am. Okay, but it's because they have too many guns to not. Like they have Paul George, they have Kawhi, they have James Harden now, and they have Russ, who recently said he wants to take. Uh, similar to a CP3 role, an off-the-bench mm-hmm. role where he can, you know, run and gun and, like, say what you want about Kawhi. If he's healthy, he's too good for them not to be in the playoffs with that supporting cast. I think trading away basically all the depth they had in the James Harden deal is definitely had immediate, hurt hurt them immediately. But I do think James Harden improves the playmaking so much, and their offense is just going to be so good when it when it starts to click that it's not going to matter. I do think there is going to be growing pains because you don't just have, you know, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Kawhi Leonard, and Paul George. Paul George is probably the best off-ball of that group with probably Kawhi being second. You don't just have all that and not have growing pains. So it's kind of what I expected. I think they'll be fine, and by the end of the year, we'll see them if, as if, somewhere between six and eight. If this was four years ago, five years ago, super team, super team, this ain't that James Harden. This ain't that any of them. I didn't say James Harden I, was giving you thirty. I said he was giving you facilitating. 
but even then, James Harden is still like, was it not like four nights ago? It, no, it was longer than that. It was a few games back when Harden shot a contested three at the buzzer and Kawhi literally basically sat down on the court, like just shocked <laughs> that he would take that. Like that's who yeah. James, James Harden does not realize James Harden is not that James Harden anymore. Yeah, you could say but, the same thing about Russell Westbrook. Not to the same extent, because Russ was a facilitator still early in his career, and he's still like a facilitator now, but he doesn't think he's going to take the 30-foot bomb at the buzzer and make it. We've seen him do that with the Lakers. What are you talking about? Yeah, but that was the Lakers. <laughs> this guy. I'm just saying, James Harden is the most ball-dominant player, I think, in the league. Like, back when he was on the Rockets, it was the James Harden system. It it wasn't the Houston Rockets system. It wasn't the... Who was the coach? Was it... Mike D'Antoni. Yeah, D'Antoni. It wasn't the D'Antoni system. It was the Harden system, because it was just James Harden dribbles the ball and shoots it. Like, it, it again... I mean, that's, a, that's an interesting dynamic that I think um, people don't talk about, is Daryl Murray really was the first person to believe in James Harden. He gave him the reins. He basically, not basically, he did. He built a team around James Harden. And I'm curious what exactly happened that turned that person who believed in you, who gave you your first shot, who allowed you to basically average 34 points a game one season and call him a liar and that you'll never play for him again. I'm I'm curious what exactly happened that made james harden want to burn that bridge i mean we'll get a 30 for 30 at some point yeah (laughs) but i i don't know i just i'm never gonna believe a team that has james harden as a focal point because you said it yourself like he is one of their key pieces you listed him off yep i don't think that team competes for a championship and i think if you've got two players that I think are on that list, the Russell Westbrook and James Harden. I just don't I mean, I didn't say championship. I said they were going to be a playoff team. Well, no, but that's the thing, because we know Kawhi is going to miss time. Call it whatever you will. The man's just going to miss time. Paul George isn't Pacers Paul George, where he can carry a team kicking and screaming to the playoffs by himself. Um, I just I go back to when Harden first walked into the locker room and Terrence Mann just stared at him and like everyone that saw that picture was like that's a man that knows what's about to happen. <laughs> like there's going to be a game like so it's season on the line. Do you not th- You're saying they're not making the playoffs. I think they'll be a playing team. But you don't think they're making the playoffs. You don't right. think they make think it out the West- tournament. I think the West is too competitive and it's not that I don't think Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are good enough to get them there. I think like it's going to be, we're going to have a situation where it's like they need to win one game. Like they just have to win the one game and they're going to be down by three and James Harden is going to do his best DeJounte Murray impression. (laughs) DeJounte Murray is the best point guard on the Atlanta Hawks, according to Angelo. Great court awareness. 
for those that don't know, because this is this is now transitioning to a dunk on Angelo. So the other night, uh, Hawks were down by three. Trey Young made an actually great defensive play, probably the best defensive player of his career. Forced the turnover. Dejounte Murray sprinting down the court, and everyone How in the arena. Dejounte Murray run. Everyone in the arena is yelling timeout, and this man shoots a layup with four seconds on the clock and breaks it when they're down by three. Court awareness is the crucial point of being a point guard, and this man thinks the best point guard on the Hawks has none. How did he get to anyway. Dejounte Murray? Oh, it, it was just a dunk on Angelo segment. Your mic cut out. Uh, we have those. <laughs> we have those. We just have we we call them Angelo breaks, where we just jump in, we dunk on Angelo real quick, and then we continue. Austin, yeah. what's your thoughts on the clips? I'm selling. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And for agreeing, because I'm selling. Oh, it sounded like you're. I don't know what you're arguing for anymore. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no one knows. I I don't think this Clippers team's gonna be anything. Angelo, I agree with everything you said. They have too many weapons. But you forget, this is the lesser L.A. team. <laughs> oh, oh, they are going to crumble. It's going to be glorious and historic. Mark I mean, yeah, I think this is the last year we see this team together. I mean, at this yeah. point on the football podcast, is a running joke that I always pick the Chargers to win, and the Chargers always hurt me, so might as well make the Clippers my NBA team. That always hurts me. Um, at least the Chargers are a good team. Ouch, that, that that hurts. Moving on to another one, we can dunk on Angelo for. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Jordan Poole, not part of the Wizards' plans. So Mark Stein, who is a legitimate source, we we're all in agreeing with that. Um. His sense, speaking from various league observers, is that more believe, more around the league believe that the Warriors view Poole as a trade asset and not a cornerstone player. Are wizards. you? Warriors. Yes, Wizards. Wizards. Uh, well, he... Okay, so it's a segment on the Warriors. They brought up the Wizards because he was on the Warriors. Regardless, are you buying or selling the Warriors or Wizards looking to move him? Or do you think he's a cornerstone piece of this franchise? I mean, quite frankly, I don't think any player currently on the Wizards are a cornerstone piece for the Wizards based on what I've seen this year. Interesting. So, I could see it. So, would you go, would you go as far... Kevin Garnett said Jordan Poole does not belong in the league. Oh, that's 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 bogus. That's complete bogus. I I don't I'm not sure it is. No, that's complete bogus. Let's, let's, I think he belongs in the league. I don't so, think he belongs as a starter, but I think So he here's here's the thing. The the way I view Jordan Poole right now is he's a kid who's on his parents' phone and he saw something on TikTok and he doesn't understand it, but he starts doing it. And the reason being is the other night, um, I think it was the Nuggets. I don't remember what team they were playing. He called for the inbound roll. Down 10. Oh, it was the Bucks. It was against the Bucks. They were down by 10 against the Bucks. Four minutes left in the fourth quarter. He calls for the roll in and walks the dog down the court. And then he realizes 
the clock is still moving because it's not in the last two minutes. And he freaks out, yells at the ref, and grabs the ball. And then the shot clock stops because when you roll the ball in, the shot clock doesn't start, but the game clock keeps rolling. Mm -hmm. He doesn't understand the rules of the game. He's a guy that was chucking shots, hitting shots, and everyone thinks he's better than he is to the point that we say you can't have a splash without the pool. No. Yeah. You can't build a brick house without the pool, apparently. Ouch. So, no, I'm, I'm absolutely buying that he is a trade piece. And the thing is, there's no value for him. He is the bona fide tank commander. So there is his the on-off bona rating. fide tank commander? His on-off rating is 14 points less than the next player on the Wizards getting starter minutes. It's the worst on the team. It's the worst in the league. He is the worst player on the Wizards, statistically. Yeah, he has points. Yeah, he has assists. But in terms of his offensive-defensive impact, he is the worst player. His net rating is so bad, Angelo. He does not belong in the league. He belongs in the league. He does not. He belongs in the league. Stop this. He doesn't even understand the rules, Angelo. Yeah. We're on pants. So do you buy that he is a trade asset or do you think they're I think you can I think he's a trade asset for the Wizards, but I still think he's a starting point guard on NBA team. Which one? You can both can be true. He can be a starting point guard on NBA team and not be on and not be the Wizards. But which team? He's averaging sixteen points on twenty eight percent. Yeah, he's got he's got some work to do, clearly, but. He could probably be the starting point guard on the Bulls right now, honestly. Shooting 83% from the line. I think 83 is like catastrophic. It's that's not the from best. A guard? That, that's, that's, that's not bad, dude. From a guard, that's terrible. What about you, Austin? For what? Do you think that the Wizards view him as a cornerstone, or do you think he's a trade asset? Oh, I think he was. I think the Wizards used this season to see if he was going to be that cornerstone, and I think they've already decided that he is gone. Well, yeah, they're 2-12. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying, like, I think they had hopes, but I think they were always prepared to trade him. As also, as well, whatever. I think if your name isn't like Bilal Kulabali or Tyus Jones, you're not in this team's future plans. Man, <laughs> maybe Kyle Kuzma. I don't think Kuzma's. DeLon Wright. I don't think DeLon Wright. I, I'm telling you, I don't think anyone on this team is in their future. You don't think Bilal Koulibaly is? No. Seriously? Yes. He's been like the one bright... And Tyus Jones. I like Tyus Jones. I'm telling you, I don't think there's there's anything. I disagree. At, at least at the Wizards thing. Let's talk about the Timber Pups. 
Good old Timber Pups. This has strangely become one of Angelo's favorite teams, and I don't know why, because he talks about it all the freaking time. Uh, they're off to a extremely hot start. The mm -hmm. Twin Tower seems to finally be working. Let me pull up their record real quick. They are currently first in the Western Conference, a very tight Western Conference. The best start in Timberwolves history, 11-3. and three. Are you buying this is where they should be? Or do you think they'll be lower? I think they'll be lower. How much lower? Because I, I... Anthony Edwards is a legitimate MVP candidate this year so far. Oh, We're oh, still yeah. early. Yeah. Um, Gobert and Towns have finally seemed to figure out how to coexist. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I, I like this team. I, I'm also selling because I don't think they're the best team in the West. <laughs> but I don't think I would put them much lower than maybe four right now. Yeah, I was going to say four or five. Yeah, that's what I was at too. So, so are we all selling, but barely selling? Yeah, I, I, yeah. Think, I think that this team just it really came together. I think the acquisition of Mike Conley has paid off more in dividends in terms of his leadership mm -hmm. aspect. Not necessarily so much in the production side of things anymore, but as that voice off the bench, I think Mike Conley is a player that everyone can agree on. Like If he's talking, you're probably listening to him, even though he's never won. The man does seem like he knows what he's talking about. Um, the only thing that scares me is the bench. I think when your best player is, what, Kyle Anderson or Nas Reed? Yeah. It's a little scary, but... I don't know. It's working so far. So, and like I said, Anthony Edwards, he's probably not in like the top three for MVP discussions, but he's got to be up there. How do you feel about uh, Gobert this season, Angelo? He's been Nothing? doing good. <laughs> I said he's been doing good. He's been doing all right. 57% from the field, 12 points per game. 12, re or 12 rebounds, that's pretty insane. But Okay, now for the Austin segment. Oh boy. The Austin segment. Chat Holmgren has overtaken Victor Wimbanyama <laughs> in the <laughs> Kia Rookie of the Year ladder. Can you say that one more time? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I didn't camera. quite hear you the first time. I don't have the list up. What were we talking about? <laughs> Chet Thomas Holmgren is now first in the Rookie of the Year race. Yeah. Do you... Th <laughs> Do you think he will continue to be there, or do you think Wemby overtakes him again? I'm buying it all. <laughs> you I'm can have mine here. here. You, can, you can have all of mine because I'm selling. You can take all of it. You're insane. I'm not. You are. I'm not. You are. Angelo, you're you're the tiebreaker here. That's a tough call. <laughs> I look, can we at least acknowledge both of them are doing amazing this year? Yes, absolutely. Oh no, absolutely. I think Wimbenyama's definitely lived up to the hype, and I think Chad has lived up to the hype, because if you remember, 
last year, Chet was Wimbanyama. Yeah. <laughs> he was the highly skilled freak of nature, seven foot guy that was built like a twig. I think to an extent, Chet has benefited. It's Ben Simmons syndrome where he missed his entire rookie year. So he had a year of time around the NBA. Why are you repeating everything I said when I picked Chet for rookie of the year? <laughs> Say I'm wrong. I, Say I'm wrong. I'm not saying he's winning rookie of the year. I'm saying there's an understanding that he's going to get off to a hotter start, but I think by the end of the year, Wembenyama will but be But he fine. didn't get off to a hotter start, Ren. Wemby did. How many games into the season are we? How many games are we in the season? Uh, going to the Warriors. There's seven 15. And nine, so 15 on the Warriors. Okay. 16. All right. All right. Okay. So, so we're going to do some quick napkin math. Are you ready? What is a quarter of 82? Divided by 4. 20? 20. It's 20.5, but yes, it's 20. We're not even a quarter of the way into the season. We're still at that starting point. Right. Where... The way into the season. So, I... Chet has got off to a hotter start the first quarter of the season. But I think by the end of the year, Wemby will be able to lock. I think that... As he starts to figure things out again, defense takes the longest to figure out, and that's really where I think the separation is going to be because I do think Wimby projected as a better defender than Chet. I think Chet projected as a better pure scorer, but I think by the end of the year, it'll be Wimby's to lose. So, it's so maybe so, I just don't know. Is the rookie of the year is that dictated based on how your record is? No, that's okay. Generally, no, but that's it, it actually, yeah. but that's actually what I was about to say is right now the Thunder are eleven and four. I'm gonna assume they're gonna be a playoff team, and I'm going to assume just based on what I've seen so far, the Spurs are not. Absolutely so, not. Absolutely so, not. So, I think that might play into it by the end of the year to give Chet kind of the edge. Oh, well, you're going to see Chet in more um, high leverage games, performing in high leverage games, and then in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. So, and I guess in that case, I guess I am buying Chet. I, I predicted him for Rookie of the Year, so. Thanks to your guns. Did you? I, What's up? I think, I think I was the only one that didn't. Yeah, you. Yeah, it's, uh, he was the it's only the one who only had one. Point. But at least, at least Ren's losing. I can live with that. It, so, side note, I just remembered this because you were talking about the Thunder and we were talking about Giddy. Did you know that the duo pairing of SGA and Giddy's nickname is Shitty? And I just love that. <laughs> yeah. Just Shitty. Is it going to be Shay and Kitty soon? Uh... Did you not hear my Josh Kitty joke at the start from the land down under age? Did you miss that? I heard you <sighs> in my own joke. Mine was better. Um, yeah, no, by the end of the year, I think it'll be. I don't. Okay. I think it'll be Chet. Hold on. Hold on. Especially let if me... Chet's the better scorer. Let me, let me get my oven mitts out. 
for my hot take. Oh god. I think Chet's three by the end of the year. Oh, Sar Thompson. Sar Thompson. I think it's Sar takes it. I think that he's going to surprise a lot of people. So that's two people on uh, the first team in the league, and then mm-hmm. Chet. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mike Jackson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're you keep like unplugging it. So what it are we gonna do? With you? I don't think he can hear us right now. This happened earlier. Uh, can, can you hear us, Angela? Yeah, I can hear you. I okay. just realized when I saw your thing. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about the fact that you couldn't hear us. Um, next on our list, Draymond Green, three-point specialist. Calm down. Have you seen his shooting splits? I know he's 45 from three, but you need to calm down. So you're selling? Yes, I'm selling. Hardcore. You don't think that he just he learned to elongate his career by becoming a shooter? No, because Jordan Poole could hit three-pointers and look at him now. I mean, I I was never high on Jordan Poole, so I don't know what you... I mean, I wasn't high on... I'm also selling. Um, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a fluke, but it is an interesting thing to see that this late in his career, because he's averaged, what, like 31% for his entire career, and suddenly he's at 45% from three. Yeah, he's only taken 20 shots. I mean, it's still... That's a little more than one a game. Uh, no, that's two a game. 20? He oh. He's averaging two attempts and one make a game. I mean... Uh, look, Angela, what's your take? Because you're the one I'm that's prioritizing shooting. I'm selling. He's not keeping this up. What if by the end of the year he averages 45? Then I'm wrong. No, but like, like, what does that like? <laughs> are are you are you pleasantly surprised or are you mortified? Not because... really mortified. I mean, it, it's no, two shots like, a game. But if someone two shots a game. But developing a three-point shot this late in your career elongates your career. That means more Draymond Green. That's terrifying. I guess it's Not true. because he's, like, a threat. It's just, like, he's going to kill someone at some point. <laughs> I don't know. I think you're a little bit too harsh on Draymond Green. I think you're too soft on him. I think you're. I think you are Steve Kerr's alt account. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I felt that one from here. How dare Jordan Poole put his face in front of Draymond's poor innocent fist? <laughs> Stop it. Draymond knew something we all didn't. I mean, I knew. <laughs> I, I legitimately feel like I was the only person that was watching Jordan Poole and like, yeah, nah. He plays like a 2K player. And yeah, you get those amazing games. And yeah, sometimes their stats look good for a little bit. But then it's like, he's just chucking shots and some of them fall. Way to go. It It's not like he's 
creating off the dribble. It was terrible shot selection, bad shot IQ, and he hit him. Good job. But he that wasn't sustainable. I think Draymond's just a little baby, and he got offended by Jordan Poole making more money than him, which I would be too, because Jordan Poole shouldn't be in the league. Look, you don't have to believe me, but Kevin Garnett is an NBA legend. Oh my god! One of the best to ever lace them up. If LeBron James tomorrow said Jordan Poole shouldn't be in the league, Angelo would be acting like he always thought it. I'm just telling you all right now. Stop it. He'd be watching like Stephen A. Smith start gloating about how the prophet LeBron has spoken and What's Stephen A. Smith even doing now? Does he have a show anymore? Angela? Who? Stephen A. Smith. Does he have a show anymore, or did he get... Like, he has First Take. Does, is he still on First Take? I thought he got canceled. No, he's still on First Take. He has his own podcast, too. I will take your word for it. Um, all right, Steven let's... Okay, uh, anyway. Top subject of the day. Top subject of the day. Pacers, a playoff team. As a playoff team? They're currently in the playoffs. They are currently 8-6, and six, leading the league in offensive production, both assists and points, and points generated. I'm going to check who's in the East. Okay. Again, oh, Lord. we're, we're going to call back to Kevin Garnett because Kevin Garnett tweeted, X'd, whatever, two days ago, three days ago. Tyrese Halliburton is in the conversation. What conversation? That conversation. Playoff team, I'll buy. That's what I'm there's, saying. Like, at, at the start there's of the year, not a, there's, well, no, there's like, yeah. I understand what I said, but at the same time, who am I arguing for? The ra- right. the Hawks, the Raptors, the Nets, the Horns, the Bulls? No. That's what I'm saying. This <laughs> team this year... It is a playoff team. You're it right. It is a playoff team now. You're right. It absolutely right. is, and that's shocking to me because we all said, no, no, they're going to be like 10 to 12 in the East. You're right. Like, they're going to be around 20. No. But no, this is a playoff team this year. I'm definitely buying. Homerism aside... The East sucks. The yeah. East does suck. And like when you're going out scoring 128 a night, you're probably getting in the playoffs. Okay, listen, to be fair, they've been bullying teams like the Wizards. Stop it. We've already gone through this. The 76ers are the only good team they beat that had their actual starters. They end the chaos once. The Pacers are such a young team. Pacers are such a young team that the Bucks and the Cavs feel they don't need to play their stars no. against them. No. They are practicing at a faster pace than this. Miles Turner came out and said that the pace they're playing at is slower than what they're doing in practice. They have the depth of bigs because bigs are the ones that kind of suffer when you're playing a high-pace offense. Because they've got Miles Turner, Jalen Green or Jalen Smith. Um, 
Isaiah Jackson, Jarris Walker, Obi Toppin, they're able to get out and play at this insane pace for an entire game. Other teams, by the end of the game, if you're watching them, they're completely gassed. You know, I'm starting and, to notice a trend that Ren just likes the fast-paced teams. That's why he likes the Pacers and the Kings. I mean, I really just, I do like fast pace. Like, it's a lot of fun. Now, defensively, the Pacers are absolutely anemic, and it is hilarious to watch because, yeah, they're scoring 128, but they're giving up 120 every game. But they're going to mess around and squeeze into the playoffs, averaging 126, probably. Austin, you? I am... I'm buying the Pacers stock. I mean, you ha- there's no way you can watch Tyrese out. Like, forget the rest of the Pacers. Like, the rest of the Pacers trash. Throw yeah. them out, right? I- I'm being facetious because, like, Benedict Matherin's good. Stop it. Just Eric. go on. You made your point. Go <laughs> on. But Tyrese Halliburton is in that conversation. If the Pacers finish at a fifth seed location, he's not going to win MVP, but he could get third place if he keeps up the production that he's got right now. Yeah. So it's... We talked last week, Austin, you weren't here. Tyrese Halliburton has made his way onto my Mount Rushmore for (sighs) players. This is why. You weren't here. So we did a Mount Rushmore last week where it was... Yeah, I, I thought you were saying like Mount Rushmore for like greatest point guards of all time. No, 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 no. It was just our personal okay. favorite players. Um, and I, I think this is showing why. Like, I think if you rewind, so a few years back, a few years back, like a decade back, when the Pacers were going toe to toe with the Heat every year in the Eastern Conference Finals, and a reporter from ESPN came and asked Roy Hibbert, wow, it's like really surprising you guys are here, right? And Hibbert got on the mic and said, y'all don't watch us play. And I think that's true because Angelo is still surprised when we're talking about Halliburton. I don't think the Pacers get enough coverage for people to realize how great he actually is. Easily will be in the conversation for all NBA this year. If the Pacers finish in that five seed, he'll be in the conversation for MVP. Pacers aren't going to go anywhere this year, and I kind of wish they would just miss the playoffs for a draft pick, but I think he by himself is too good. I think he will drag them kicking and screaming to a playoff seed. Like a pure playoff season, not playing playoffs. You guys got anything else on that one? I don't know. Do you guys have any buy sells you want to cover? Because that was the end of my list. Now I do actually. Let's let's do a few. Oh, Austin, you disappoint me. Let's do a few that you haven't covered. Just NBA okay. teams. Magic, uh, ten and five second in the East. Ten and five second in the East. I'm buying. Um, for their production, and I, I guess that's weird. I guess I would be selling because I think they're worse than this, but I don't think they're much worse than this. 
I think that they're a team that developed a lot quicker than anyone, myself included, expected them to. I think Franz Wagner is amazing. I think Paulo Banchero has not suffered the sophomore slump that most people do. Didn't I say um, Franz was going to be MIP? I think so. Yeah, and I I think you're absolutely right. Like I don't I don't remember who I put, but I think yours is gonna be right because he has been amazing this year. Um, Cole Anthony, Markel Fultz, solid. I think Markel Fultz will never become the player that we thought he was gonna be become, but he is a yeah. great piece on a playoff contender. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, he's only got five games this year. Yeah, he's he, they've had some injury issues this year, which is. Also, that speaks to their depth here because they've had a lot of injury issues. And I, I do think... I think they'll fall, but I think they'll still make the playoffs. Just yeah. because I don't yeah. think the, thing, the, the, East the things weak, they're... Dude. The East is weak, but the things they're doing translate really well. So, Okay, let's go on... Same side of the coin, but just a different team. Nine and one in their last ten. Ten and five, technically tied for second in the East. Miami Heat. <laughs> See, you're just you're disappointing me, Ron. How did how did these two teams not make this list? You just chuckled at that thought. That this is exactly. See, you know what? What you got? What you got for me, Ren? Ten and five. Say bye. I'm not buying. <laughs> <laughs> See, here's the thing. I'm not selling either because I didn't have any stock in the first place. This guy. Yeah. He's also a card-carrying member of the Jimmy Butler hate. Who's it going to be? Is it going to be Cole Switter is going to go off in the final game of the season, get them into the play-in, and everyone's going to be like, way to go, Jimmy. Would you be surprised? No, but... Exactly! Exactly! Jamal Kane is going to drop 30 in an elimination game, and everyone's going to be like, wow, Jimmy, your five points really got us through it. Way to go. You're him. Hemi Butler. He's got that dog in him. Stop it. You you don't understand. My problem isn't with Jimmy Butler. It's with the fact that everyone acts like it's Jimmy Butler by himself that does all these things, and it's completely disrespectful to the players that stepped up in those moments. That's my whole problem. Those people got paid. And that's fine. But they should have gotten the credit for what they did without Caleb Martin, without Max Struess, and without Gabe Vincent. They don't even make the playoffs. But everyone was acting like Jimmy Butler was dragging them, kicking and screaming. No, he wasn't. They were dropping 30-point games. And Jimmy was selling coffee and then pretending like he didn't care that they won. Wow, cool. That's my problem. No, I'm selling. I'm selling. This team, no. Austin? It's sold. <laughs> the transaction's already been approved by the FCC. He sold his stocks already. <laughs> what about you, Angelo? I'm buying. Why are you buying? Give me a reason you're buying. Because the my honestly, the more time passes, the more I'm not. I think this was Jimmy Butler. Someone from the Miami Heat said, "Someone from the Miami Heat said you choose to be a bad team." 
honestly, say what you want to say. Eric Sprolstra is really good at getting the best out of whatever he's given, put in front of him. He's had such a hard time of it with LeBron James and Dwayne Wade and then Jimmy Butler say, and Jimmy Bam Butler. Yeah. yeah. But, st- but seriously, no, 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 no. You cannot, you cannot say both. You cannot be like, oh, well, they just got there because Gabe Vincent dropped 30 in a play-in game. No, 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 no. Part of that was Eric Stoles, Eric Spolstra putting those players in those positions. So oh, did he just like look in his crystal ball and be like, oh, ah, this yes, guy, this role player is going to score 30 tonight. If, if he could do that. Okay. If is playoff basketball, the most competitive form of basketball or is yes. it regular season? Right, 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 right. Okay. Okay. So we're in agreement there. Right. Right. So why did psychic Spolstra who saw that Gabe Vincent was going to go off tonight, not just play Gabe Vincent the whole season. Just get that one seed since he knows that Gabe Vincent is going to do this. Are are you serious right now? Have you Just... never, like, so, okay, in bowling, you bowl, right? Yes. Have you ever just bowled a game and you just bowled terribly? Yes. Like That's not how you normally bowl, right? Have you ever done the opposite and, like, you bowl way above your so... average and just, wow. Yes? I think his mic did the thing uh, again. Hello? Hello, did you hear me? Hello? Can you Technical. hear me? We can hear you. Oh, crap. Oh! <laughs> He's so mad about this. Future Angelo played the Jeopardy theme song here. Sorry, my mic came off my... Uh, yes, no. Anyway, go on. So, have you ever bowled a game poorly? Yes. Have you ever bowled a game above your average? Of course. Okay, so before you bowled the game where you bowled above your average, were you just like, ah, oh, man, I'm going to bowl above my average this game? No. no. But. So, you think I, Eric Spolster is like, ah, oh, man, Gabe Vincent, he averages like three, but tonight, he's dropping 30. No. <laughs> he put them in the. Okay, but when I was bowling under my average as we, as the team was doing tournaments, they moved me up and down the lineup based on how I was doing. Eric Spolster can still can do that. That can still contribute, can it not? It can. But at the end of the day, Gabe Vincent has to be hitting those shots. Ugh. If Gabe Vincent is not hot, who is he moving up in the lineup? No one. Max Struess. If Max Struess... <laughs> <laughs> That's all, but... The point it, is... It goes both ways. It goes both ways. The point is, Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, and Caleb Martin had phenomenal playoffs. Absolutely spectacular. Let's talk about that. Let's not say Jimmy Butler's him. He did this. No, he didn't. That's my problem. The rest of the Heat team, besides Kyle Lowry, I've I've always had a thing against Kyle Lowry. I don't even know why anymore. Yeah, I don't know but why either. I, there's a reason. It was something to do with when he was on the Raptors. But the rest of the Heat team, I like. Bam Adebayo is one of my favorite players. I like Nikola Jovic. Um, Thomas Bryan, I liked when he was on the Lakers. I haven't really followed him now. Kevin Love, I've always liked. But... Let's stop pretending 
Jimmy Butler is some transcendent player. He's good. He's very good. He's great a lot of times. But he's not in the conversation of a LeBron or a Giannis or a Jokic. Let's stop pretending like he is. That's my point. Because people are like, oh, playoff Jimmy's built different. No, he's the same player. He just scores a little bit more because he's getting more touches. That's how averages work. Continue. <laughs> Did Austin? Austin said he sold. Okay. Okay. I just... Sorry, I had to make sure that uh, Austin had his got his two cents in. <laughs> hey, if if you chip in two cents, Jimmy Butler gets the credit. This guy, Hawks seven and seven, currently nine seed, five and five in their last ten. They they are the epitome of an average team. The epitome. Mm. It, well, so if not for best point guard on the team, DeJounte Murray, they might actually have a positive record. So I will say, oh, that's tough because I don't want to buy and I don't want to sell. What's that word? Oh, I'm holding. I think this is where they are. I think they're a French playing team. I don't think they've got the depth. I think Trey Young is a fantastic offensive player. Yeah. A little bit to be desired defensively, to be polite about it. Um, <sighs> I I think they're a fringe play-in team. I don't know that they've got the assets outside of Trey Young and DeJounte Murray to pick up the scoring slack. Um, they definitely don't have the assets to cover for Trey Young on defense. Um, and... In, in a close game when DeJounte Murray shooting a layup when they're down by three. I trust their decision-making. So, or I don't trust their decision-making. So I think they're about where they should be. Okay. Austin. Uh, that's hard. Exactly. Right. That's why I did it. I'm selling. <laughs> I mean, we already know. Like, Angelo doesn't even need to give an answer. <laughs> yeah, I don't even need to give it. I just don't like them. Oh, they're a very easy-to-hate team. Yeah. They're a very easy-to-hate team. I think the only player I like on their team, like, I don't know AJ Griffin well enough. He's a rookie. Um, but Sadiq Bey. I've never seen anything, like, bad about Sadiq Bey. <laughs> All right, so Mike Jack, you don't like Bogdan Bogdanovich. I so you'll you should know I don't like people that just shoot and do nothing else. You like DeAndre Hunter. <laughs> I am impassive with DeAndre Hunter. Like I like him as a player, but like the results are kind of mid. Glenn Capella, I hate because of 2K. <laughs> you hate I have no... Because in 2K, if you do my league... He gets passed around so much. Because he is so low overall and highly valued. So, like, he is involved in every major trade in the league. It's so annoying. <laughs> he has, like, four-star value at 82 overall. 
It's like he's not getting any better than that. Yeah. So the Angelo soapbox go off on the Hawks. No, no, no. I think I think Giselle is all they deserve. So, um, Oklahoma City Thunder, eleven and four, second in the West, eight and two, last ten. What you got? What you got? Depends. <laughs> Depends. So Josh Giddy's been kind of useless for the Thunder. He's actually been borderline terrible. Um. So maybe him being away from the team for a little bit for a like a therapeutic retreat or whatever the NBA is going to call it um, will be therapeutic retreat. Anyway, go on, sir. I like the Clippers, like I or the Thunder. Why did I say Clippers? Thunder, 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 Thunder. Paul you do like the Clippers, I'm seeing, though. I'm seeing Paul George in a Thunder jersey. You you um, do like the Clippers, though. It's okay. I don't. Um, yeah, I'm I'm buying. I'm buying. I, that was a very long way of saying I, I like this team. I'm buying. I think that no matter what happens with the Getty situation, I think the Thunder will be fine. Austin. Yes. Buying or selling the Thunder. Austin just, for, Austin just forgot we were recording a podcast. He's playing dinosaurs. No. I'm not. I'm listening. I'm buying. Okay. It's kind of hard not to buy the rookie of the year. <laughs> <laughs> also, yeah. people have called Giddy the Australian Magic Johnson. I've started calling him the Australian Carl Malone. Just throwing that oh, out. Oh, no. Oh. The youngest player to average a triple double and other things. Okay, we're gonna get off the the, yeah. the Rockets seven and six, seven and three in their sell, last sell, ten. Sell, 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 sell. <laughs> Look, the fact that this far in they finally realize that if you run the offense through Sengun, good things are gonna happen is great. Like, I love that for them. Maybe. But, <laughs> but uh, no, this isn't sustainable. <laughs> I, uh, the Rockets will be a lottery team. I don't know, man. Dylan Brooks, MIP. Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm selling as well. Go ahead, Austin. I mean, it'd be stupid not to sell. Thank you. <laughs> I am so glad that since Angelo said he was selling, you finally came to the light because that hurt my soul. I will say that the Magic just wiped the floor with Boston in the group play tournament. Uh, Pacers wiped the floor with everybody. The the tournament. Uh, How do you guys uh, feel about the in season tournament? Because I stupid. hate it. It's stupid. I don't, so- I don't think it's stupid. I just think there should be more of an incentive. I don't understand it. So is this affecting their record? No. Or is it just actually- no. Well, technically, yes. Technically, yes. It's yes, affecting their record. It's, win- it's wins losses. But yeah. Um, no, it's so they're kind of copying how soccer works, where there's in season awards and cups and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I get it. Like, I get the idea behind it is to get 
national coverage for small market teams because a lot of the teams involved are small market. Um, because like Tyrese Halliburton's first time on national TV is because of the in season tournament. So like I get that aspect of it. I think that it does give teams something to compete for. Besides just <laughs> it, it, it it's not something that matters. Like we're not gonna be like, oh, what team has the most in season tournaments? Like that that's irrelevant. I just think that there is an incentive. There is a I believe there's a cash incentive for players. So there is something to compete for. Um, I just think there should be something in regards to pushing the teams to compete for it, like a reason for it. Because right now there's really not besides cash, and again, rich people are rich. They don't really care, I guess. That's exactly why. But I don't know. I don't know how you could incentivize it. Like, draft to capital, maybe. Okay, here's how I'm going to summarize it. Okay, Ren. Without looking it up, Mm -hmm. who are the top teams in the in-season tournament right now? Uh, Pacers, Lakers. I don't remember the third. Okay, that that's kind of that's kind of my point. Like, I think they need something for the players to play for in the in season tournament. What that is, I don't know. I I heard someone, I believe it was on Reddit, suggested that the winner of the in season tournament automatically gets a bid into the playoffs. Not, I don't know I, how I feel about that. Go ahead. So fun. That was actually Tyrese Halliburton. Oh, Tyrese Halliburton suggested that? Okay. I don't like that idea because then that would just incentivize you to just win the tournament and then rest all your players the rest of the season, which would be counterproductive. So, Because theoretically, the Wizards could win the in-season tournament and be the worst team in the NBA. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's my... So, So then I guess the question is, what can you incentivize that isn't cash? For the NBA players to um, someone actually I do like this idea I I don't know who suggested it but whoever wins the in-season tournament gets like extra wins to help with seeding for the playoffs I actually like that idea I do like that one of the thoughts that I was thinking because I was not that the NBA cares about my opinion but I was like brainstorming right. um, and like things like what if if you won the in-season tournament, you got a couple balls in the lottery? Not enough to really, like, give you a high chance of winning, but you're in the race. So if you're a tanking team, you want to do it, and if you're a winning yeah. team, you want to so give like, yourself a if, chance at the lottery. If you were the worst team, you would get, like, three extra balls on top of your balls for being the worst team. And if you win the NBA Finals and you won the in-season tournament, you, you get a couple in there. Like, 1% chance to win, but hey, you could add Victor Wimbanyama to your team. Way to go. Like, something to incentivize the teams that are out of the race for the playoffs to play for it, because... So, here's the thing. I I get from, like, a GM perspective and an ownership perspective why they would want that, but what about the players themselves actually playing? I mean, the players get the cash. Like That's that. true. That's true. And, like, who knows? Like, we're saying this now. 
maybe 20 years from now, people will be like actually caring about the end season tournament in the way they do in soccer, because like those things are important to like players credentials. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just don't see it. it. It's, it's hard to say, but I, when the three point line was introduced, I doubt people thought people would be shooting 20 a game. That's fair. So, That's fair. Who knows? Like things could change. I've, I like all of the jerseys. Like I like the tournament jerseys. I don't like the city jerseys this year. I city hate suck. I hate the tournament courts so much. They hurt your eyes to look at. It's kind of hard to see the lines sometimes. And they just like they give off a really like middle school vibe. I don't Yeah. I don't know. There's something that doesn't just strike right with them. Yeah. Well, that's all I got for my buy and sells. Austin, do you have any? I do not. Okay, hey guys, if you've made it this far, which if you're listening to me, you have, which means you enjoyed our episode, go ahead and leave a like, comment, subscribe, follow, whatever the platform you're on allows you to do. Do that. It helps us a lot. Um, follow us on all socials at No Reserves. They'll also be linked down in the description on whatever platform you're following on. Um, that's all I got. It's glad to have Austin back for one week. I don't think he'll be here next week. Right? No. Austin, Austin no, he will not be here next week. Austin's going to be kind of hit and miss until spring, I think, right? So you're just going to be blessed with Angelo screaming into his mic at Ren because that's what Angelo does. But Tuesdays, Thursdays, pop on over, listen to Alex and Angelo discuss football. Oh, I will be on the podcast Tuesday, though, for the NFL. Yes. We do yes, have a couple specials coming up. But we, we will have more cover. We do. I'm surprised we didn't have a Thanksgiving special. I couldn't think of one to do. That's fair. And like we didn't really like talk about it. You but... could have done Thanksgiving traditions. And you could have, you know, announced to the world your hate for all things foul. All right. Okay. Okay. So let's have this conversation right now because oh, we need God. to. It's been building since the intro. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Birds. Chicken and turkey are the worst meat. Full stop. No. There's no, a reason they are the no. cheapest per pound. Full stop. There it beef is top tier. Seafood, pork. And that's no. generalized seafood. Like I would rather eat tuna than chicken most days. Stop it's, it. It's cheapest because it's easy to produce. It's easy to mass produce. And and it's mid. And it's mid. It's not mid. You can take... And y'all can't comment on this because you never have had them. And you've admitted this to me. You can take an unseasoned steak and an unseasoned chicken breast. Eat them both. Tell me which one's better. You don't... Why would you want to do that? Why would you want to be... And, And honestly, if that's your bar... Like, that's a sad bar. Oh, the thing that's at its lowest when you don't do anything, like, the thing that's worst when you prepare it the worst is the... Like, come on, dude! No, no, no. There's no preparation needed. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying... Oh, chicken, stop it! Chicken, 
needs that. The steak, that's extra. That's just flavor you're adding to the steak. The chicken. Would you ever it. boil a steak? God, I hope not. <laughs> then why? Like Thank you. Then why are you asking to boil a piece of chicken? And... No, I, you, you wouldn't do that. No, bake it. Bake it with no seasoning on it. Just do the basic cooking because that's what I'm asking you is at their core, compare the two meats. Steak is better. Well, yes, you... but you're arguing two different. So you're saying steak is better. You're saying seafood is better. You're saying pork is better. Just doing all of that without like, because at the you're wrong. Flat, no, you're wrong. Absolutely not. <laughs> you're wrong, dude. <laughs> Just so you're you're going to say chicken is better than let's say bacon pork. Yes. You're wrong. Yeah, I agree with Angela. You're both wrong. Like I'm not even a bacon fan, but you're wrong. You ever like just this is this is the crazy thing. Like he's he's like, you ever just take a pork chop, you know, you don't season it, you just stick it on the the skillet with some oil and you know, see how it stop it. Let me let me tell you. It let let me rephrase this differently because what you're saying is is right. I'm not I no, because (laughs) We're talking about chicken and steak, correct? Are are we talking no! about no, no, no? You're no, saying no. you're saying chicken is the no, lowest no, of the no, low. No, so you're not just saying no, chicken and no, steak. No, you're no. saying chicken, steak, pork, seafood. Right, 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 right. But you're not letting me finish. Sure. So okay. we're comparing those meats, correct? Sure. We're not comparing sage, rosemary, thyme, right? Sure. We're not comparing butter. Right. So bear with me here, because this is going to be hard to follow. The flavor that you're talking about, because you're saying, well, you don't eat chicken like that. Absolutely not. You don't eat steak like that. The core meats, steak is better. Pork is better. When you season them, you can season chicken to be better. better. You can season chicken to be better, but you can season steak to be better. You can season seafood to be better. But we're not talking about the seasoning. That's what you're not getting. That's why I keep saying, go prepare them at their absolute... Have you ever had unseasoned pork yes it's not good bacon bacon is unseasoned pork have you ever like you don't like bacon Bacon, bacon's a little bit different dude it's pork it's different (laughs) y'all you're you're comparing a chicken breast to bacon i'm comparing a chicken breast to a pork chop even then even then no it's not even then have you ever had unseasoned pork chop Yes, it's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. Have you ever had unseasoned chicken breast? Yes. And you, hmm. yes, because you can get the chicken more moist. Yes. Oh no, you cannot. Yes. Oh my god. You no, because you have to cook chicken longer. I don't advise anyone to do it, but pork you can eat raw, and I don't recommend it, but. You can cook it to a lower temperature and be fine. Chicken will give you salmonella if you kick it, undercook it. Full stop. <laughs> you have to overcook chicken. You have to cook chicken all the way through. That's gross. That's not overcooking. <laughs> That's overcooking. You, you eat a steak, <laughs> medium oh rare gosh. at the most. All the juices. Just because it's cooked through doesn't mean it doesn't have juices, dude. Yes. You just need to like take cooking classes or something. Pretty much, yeah. 
This and, is why. Ugh. And y'all think that the flavor of the meat is the seasoning, so. This guy. That's why you won't give me a justified answer when I say, have you had both of them? On Boy, you because you were asking things, stupid things like, yeah, have you true. ever had boiled chicken? That's cooked all the way through. I bet boiled steak would be fine. Oh my god. <laughs> it would be better than boiled chicken, at least. But you've never done it and never thought about doing yeah, it. Yeah, because like, you do that with like stew. That's essentially boiled steak. I don't understand where this is going. I don't either. I don't I don't get what y'all are wrong. No, we're not. That's that I mean that's just true. Like if I'm if I'm tearing meat, okay. It's gonna be like prime rib is number one. So in pork ribs are number so two. So Austin, because Ren is Ren is TFG, he's too far gone. Austin, have you ever tried something that calls for ground beef and substituting ground chicken or ground turkey? No. No. <laughs> okay. Why would you do that? It tastes better in some cases. No. <laughs> yes, because there's less fat. Fat is flavor. <laughs> That is flavor. I will eat fat for days. That is, that's where, like, when you're looking at a cut of steak, you want that marbling. Yes and no. No, there is no no. You want, so if you're looking at a steak, no, 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 no. If you're looking at a steak, the the difference between the choice steak and the prime steak is the choice steaks have heartier fat on the outsides and the prime do not. The prime is a better grade. What the prime has is better inner, like, muscular fat. That's what you're looking for in a steak, not just fat in general. You mean there's different grades? Yes. Are there different grades of chicken, or is it all the same? I mean, technically there is. Yeah. No. (laughs) No. I didn't get the answer he wanted, so he just full stopped. I mean, it's better than just screaming in my mic so you can't talk. About that one, as it is, I think Angelo unplugged his mic. No, I didn't. It sounded like he did. Look, it's okay to be wrong here. I will let you be wrong. You can think chicken is top tier. It's the Jimmy Butler of meat. It's great. It's not top tier, but it's not the bottom. It is the bottom. It's not the bottom. Is the bottom. It's not the bottom. A deep fried pork tenderloin is better than any kind of chicken you'll put in front of me. Any kind. Have you ever tried fried chicken? Do we do fried steak? Oh, what's that? Do we do fried steak? Um, probably. Stop it. I mean, it would kind of just ruin what makes a steak good. Thank you. But steak doesn't need a deep-fried coating on it. It already has fat on it, so that's where you get your flavor from. 
There's a reason. So South Park did an episode where Cartman kept ordering KFC and just eating the skin because that's the only good part of the chicken. The breading. Because the chicken for, um, the chicken itself has no flavor. That's South the point I'm trying to make. Bar now. Yep. The, the chicken itself has no discernible flavor. It is lean as can be. It is just meat. There is no fat to it. <sighs> I really don't know what chicken you're eating. Yeah. No. Ren, so this, this has been confirmed. Ren, despite what Ren will tell you, he's never had homemade stuffing. You can't convince me. He's never, like, properly prepared chicken. And he knows how to cook steak. That, that's, that's what I've been confirmed today. I mean, I know how to cook chicken. Just don't. Know how. I know. It's okay. I think you don't know how to cook steak is the problem. I think you just recently learned how to cook steak, actually. In fact, I, I have the receipts on that one. This guy. I have the receipts on that one. This guy. Do I not? This guy. Did you not say I learned how to do this? No, that is true and false. I said I was doing it the wrong. <laughs> I learned I was doing it the wrong way, oh. and then I did it the correct way. Receipts. That's yeah. what we call those. Nope. Austin's from Florida, so like his opinion. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. What? It's, it's, the, the people from the real states are talking. Oh yeah. <laughs> the real state. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, Austin, it's been great having you on as a guest. We will see you in the spring. <laughs> Angelo and I will see the rest of you next week. <clears throat> yep. And Austin will see you on the Thursday episode of the yep. football podcast and the upcoming special. Maybe. Yes. No, you'll you'll be there for that. We'll make sure. Okay. We're it, it, you're, that's being you're recorded. In, it's being recorded in advance. You're fine. You're mandated. Uh, We'll record that on a weird weekend at some point. Just knock it out. Okay. Alex will be there too. It's gonna be a whole ordeal. It's gonna be fun. Yay! Yay! I'm still looking forward to it. What? <laughs> Austin's just here because we force him to be at this point. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Not true. He's not here for social media. He doesn't know how to do that. I thought Dylan was taking that over. See exactly. This is going great. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.